The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Podcast, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's episode, we take a deep dive into the world of zero waste. We can all learn how to use less plastic and adjust our lifestyles for the good of the planet. So listen closely and find out how you can help. But first up, Frederica Siren and her daughter Isabella, they are in the, you know what, let me try this again. I'm going to start with you, Frederica, and then I'll bring in Isabella. And here we go again. And three, two, one. But first up, Frederica Siren is an environmental activist and writer. In 2016, she founded the website greenmom.com, where she shared her family's journey of living zero waste. And she lives in San Diego, California with her husband, James, and their three children, Isabella, who will be joining today, Noah and Liam. And Frederica and her family were recently featured in the documentary Zero Time to Waste. They were also featured on NBC's Home Sweet Home, a swap show, a reality show on NBC. And they just uh, have a new book out that just came out on Earth Day. So welcome to the show. We're looking forward to to hearing more. Um, Frederica and Isabella, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for having us. We always love to be on your show. Yay. You know, uh, we're going to talk a lot about what zero waste is and some climate change and talking to kids about that. But first and foremost, tell us a little bit about your mission and your vision. Okay. So yeah, so we're a zero waste family and we've been zero waste to 2015. But the journey started long before that. I've been environmental writers for over 20 years But it was until I had children that I realized that climate change was an issue that was going to be an issue for my children and for their future, and it was threatening their future. So I started looking into individual action and how important that is and how I can just take small steps at home to reduce our own waste. And then fast forward to 2015, we became a zero waste family when my husband decided to join. So that means that we don't produce any waste at all. Wow. Incredible. And I do remember the first time I met you and you told me you didn't even have a trash can. So um, you have educated me so much. And now I want you to continue to educate our our mother's market um, audience here. And I'm so excited because today, Frederica, you brought Isabella and Isabella just graduated ninth grade going into 10th grade. So you have been living a zero waste lifestyle Isabella, pretty much your whole entire life here, at least your teenage, going into teenage years. Is that right? Yeah. Um, we first went zero waste when I was nine. So pretty much. And I think like you start to remember core memories around the age of nine. So I don't really remember much before we were zero waste. So it's kind of just always been a part of my life. That's amazing. Let's back up a second. And I don't know whoever wants to answer this, but let's talk. What is zero waste? What does that mean? It's, it's a term we are hearing more and more now. But what is it? So zero waste, I think it like uh, people think it is like a religion and a, you have <laughs> to do it this way instead of rules. And that's not what it is. Zero waste is a little bit different from whoever is doing it. It is just meaning you live more consciously and you are actively making sure not to like bring waste into your home. You reduce waste. So for us, it means that we live by the simple rule that if we can't recycle it, we can't compost it or reuse it, we just will not bring it into our home. 
And your journey has been so fascinating because you did, you talked about James, your husband, who was not necessarily on board. Uh, let's talk, let's go over that again, because you, we're all, you know, it's a busy time. We're working, we have families, and we also all have excuses. So tell me a little bit about that journey. Yeah. So my husband was definitely not along on this uh, journey at all. Uh, I think <laughs> it was always like funny. I said, you know, we should use soap nuts. He took his laundry to the dry cleaner. I said, we should do uh, cloth diapers. He said, maybe when they're awake and uh, like at home. And this is how we kept on going. He just felt like it was going to be too much work. It was going to cost too much money and take much um, too much of his precious time. And I think over the years, he realized because I just did it on my own. And since I was the one who was home with the children, this was easy uh, for me to just do it. I think that because I just kept steady on this, he saw that this was actually not really hard. And, and also what he realized is we save money, $18,000 a year by doing this. That was a motivator for him. And I think that if people saw that you can save money at the same time, saving the planet and make, you know, become a happier family, I think more people would do it. I love that. And that is, that is an attention getter. Um, and of course, knowing James now, uh, we're, we all count our pennies, especially now in this recession. So you are doing things the right way. You're helping the planet and um, you're show, you were showing him all along. I got this. And so now he's on board 100%, isn't he? Yes, he is. So he's become my partner and we do it. This is why we used to be just green mom. That used to be my website. And once he joined in and the kids also were old enough to join in, this became a family affair. And that is how you have to do it. Well, I don't have to, but that, that definitely makes it easier. And that's when we then reinvented ourselves to the Searways family. So, um, Isabel, I'm going to ask you in a second, but, but Frederica, tell me a little bit about, you know, you're doing this organically. You originally are from Sweden by the way, if you can hear your beautiful accent. Uh, so, you know, this might have been something that you were brought up seeing how green families live. Uh, but again, transferring this and, and educating your own family. Um, how do you talk to kids uh, besides showing them? What do you say to them about growing up in a zero waste family? What, what can you do? Well, I think it's so important to begin with to actually talk to kids about climate change and zero waste and reducing your waste, because this is an issue that actually a lot of kids are feeling. They can feel the effects of climate change and they hear about it for sure. So it is so important that we talk to them about it. And I think having honest and open conversation with our kids are important. And of course, it depends on the age of your children, but my kids have been knowing about climate change since, yeah, pretty much that they could, you know, uh, they can talk. Um, so it's like nothing that scares them because they know that we take active steps every day to actually do our part. I think that a lot of kids today have a lot of anxiety about climate change. So the first thing I always suggest to parents is to talk to your kids and ask them what they know. Check in. What do they know about climate change? Odds are that they know way more than you think. So just open that conversation and be a good listener. That is the first step. And then second step is not climate change is complicated because of science. Not everyone knows how to talk about it. Then I would say that actually learn together, watch a couple of documentaries, read some books, go on the internet. There is endless supply of, of research to find. Uh, and then you can explore this with your kids together. There are also climate change books for the younger ones. So you can, can, um, you can buy and read with your kids. 
You know what I love because I've I've known you and I've seen this uh, journey or you know walked this journey with you. Um, the home that you just lived in, you have built out your um, garden, and it's not just any just a little garden. You lived eight. Everything came out of of, of the garden around in the front yard, in the backyard. Um, that's just one example, but also all of your arts and crafts. Everything is organic. Everything. Uh, comes from zero waste. So I wanted to ask you, Isabella, what, I mean, you, this is how you've been raised, but like comparing to your friends and people that you go to school with, what has, what, what's different about your lifestyle and what can you teach other teens your age? Well, first of all, a lot of people think that my lifestyle is really cool and they all want to be like me. Um, mm-hmm. But personally, the there's not, there's not like a huge gap difference. There's not like two sides like everyone is practically the same and in the only thing that's a difference in my friend's house is is that they have like trash cans and maybe paper towels (laughs) but other than that there's not really a difference and they're always asking me questions like hey like I'll get texts randomly like hey do you know how to make your own household cleaners can you send me a recipe for that and I'll be like oh um sure I'll send you one like they're always asking questions and always wanting to learn from me and obviously mom's the one who knows everything and I'm just kind of following behind but they're always asking me like for recipes what they can and can't plant and just random assortments of things I love that uh you've become your own advocate there and people go to you now and I think that's exactly what this whole design was all about wasn't that Frederica is passing it along to the next generation well, yes, because me and James, we firmly believe we're raising the next generation. We we, mm-hmm. we are raising leaders who are going to change the world because the world that our kids are growing up in, even for you, Kimberly, your kids are slightly older than mine. There's so right. different when we grew up. There is much more fear based yeah. and much more issues going on. So you know what? Teaching my kids to be resilient and to be problem solvers and to be leaders and guiding. I think it is the best thing we can do for our kids. So smart. And and I love that you, you've been talking to them all along. As you said, you really just sit down with them and take the time to ask questions, to, um, you know, view documentaries and really, you know, find out where that anxiety is. It is everywhere. And um, our world is just so uneasy at this moment in time. So really spending that time to, to um, you know, flesh that out. Uh, I want to ask you another question, Isabella, and that is you... Uh, talk about makeup, um, shopping, wearing the clothes that are secondhand, but you have such an awesome, cool style about you too. So let's talk a little bit about that being a teenage girl and, um, and how you can also help others by, by doing things secondhand and, and um, zero waste. Yeah. So especially during this time right now, um, buying stuff from thrift stores and secondhand is like the trend right now. So I guess that kind of helps, but People are always like asking me where I get my outfits from. And I'm like, oh, I got that secondhand. And they're like, really? Like, like sometimes you go into secondhand stores and you'll be like, I'm not going to find anything in here. And you always find that one gem that's like the best outfit. But also zero waste makeup. It's really hard because at a lot of makeup stores, the makeup is made out of chemicals. But there are, if you just have to research, because without researching, you won't find it. But if you do a little bit of research, online makeup brands, there's a ton of zero waste and eco-friendly ones as well. That's so great. And again, you're just so ahead of the curve. You are a trendsetter. Um, Talk a little bit about, I love that you have some of your classmates that have contacted you about 
gardening or, um, you know, even even recipes for let's talk a little bit about how you can save money with um, homemade cleaning supplies. That is something that um, I know, Frederica, we've been talking about, but look, you have uh, you have that reputation now. And so does as Isabella. So let's talk a little bit about homemade cleaning supplies. Well, the fact is you can clean your whole house with just baking soda, uh, vinegar and some soap. And that will cost you almost no money compared to if you go buy all these, uh, you know, uh, store-bought uh, cleaning supplies at the store. They also come in plastic and, and also has questionable ingredients. I think we have this funny illusion that, especially during the COVID, that unless mm. we're like, like showering in chemicals, we're not going to be safe. But the fact is, if you look at uh, any surgeon or any doctor, what is it they do before they go to see a patient? Well, they wash their hands in soap and water. You don't see them drowning themselves in chemicals. So, you mm -hmm. know, the thing is that it can save so much money and it saves you time and it's uh, it saves the planet by cleaning, just making your own uh, household cleaners and it will be clean. Trust me, my house is clean. <laughs> I know. I think one of my favorite stories, and Isabella, I don't know if you just told me or, or maybe I heard about it, but when you've been over at friend's house and you, uh, you probably are very sensitive to chemicals, bleach smells, anything, and, and that's not normal for you. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, there's some people's houses, they know to tone it down on the chemicals, but there's <laughs> some people who just bathe their houses in chemicals and you can definitely smell it when you walk in, especially if you're staying at like a hotel or anything like that. Mm. Smell that they, they cleaned the hotel room, they drowned it in um, chemicals. <laughs> in chemicals. Yeah, and I, you think know, it's and I think it's an illusion also that people think if it's, it smells like people associate these smells with clean. We associate it actually with chemicals and my kids, all three of them, they will be like tied for people smells good for tight for kids. My kids tied as it smells like chemicals and I have to open an air out. So, and I let that kind of leads me to my next uh, question about deodorants and perfumes as well. What do you say about that? Well, deodorants and, and, and perfumes all comes with fragrances, which is actually chemicals. It is really, really bad for the planet. And this is really bad for you. These are what they call forever chemicals. They will actually accumulate in your body, in your internal organs forever. They will never go away. And for like, especially for teenagers, it will affect the hormones. They will mimic their hormones and can cause all kinds of problems, reproductive problems. So we do, we want to keep that away from the kids. Now, good news is there are so many options for deodorant today, especially like you can buy it online. You can find uh, pretty much every store uh, uh, deodorant that is actually safe for the kids. It has no fragrances or no baking soda or any bad things. Baking soda is not bad, but it can cause uh, irritation on your skin. For perfumes, I used to be a, a woman who really loved my expensive perfumes and the way I smelled until I learned about the dangers of the chemicals in perfumes. And I used to use essential oils for perfume instead. And well, so far, no one has complained. <laughs> and that's so good. I know I, I love my beautiful perfumes as well, but you have taught me. Uh, and again, and it's just really going that extra step. Sometimes we just go along because that's just the way we were raised. But then someone like you come along and then, and you say, yeah, ask questions. And these are the percentages. These are the numbers. I, I guess that's one thing I've really been um, not shocked by, but you know, that's, you talk a lot about climate change. You've talked a lot about, you know, the, just the science behind 
what's really going on. And we can start, use, as you said, and I wanted you to talk about this too uh, briefly, both of you, that it doesn't have to happen overnight. You, you know, it has been a journey. So uh, tell me a little bit about that because you seem to have made, you know, taken the, the anxiety out of it a little bit by not having to do it all at once. You do it a little at a time. Yeah, I don't, I firmly, firmly believe that you cannot go zero waste overnight. I mean, I know there are books are like how to go zero waste in 30 days. And maybe if you're a single person in your 20s, sitting in an apartment, you can do that. But it is a journey, especially when you do with the kids. And I think you have to be kind to yourself. And you have to enjoy the journey. I that is like my motto, enjoy the journey and have fun with it. Don't be too harsh on yourself. Don't set up rules. Don't look at what everyone else is doing on social media because they look like they, they are perfect. We have tried things that didn't work out. We had tried things that worked and it was great. And we kept on going that. But this has been a journey that took us 15 years because we started uh, or I started when Bella was born. So she's 15 now. And, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that it took that long because at least the things that we uh, worked on and the things that we decided to keep, I mean, they are steady and they have been with us the whole time and saved us money and saved the planet at the same time. And new things are coming out all the time. And I learn new things all the time. So I'm never going to be an expert. I'm not gonna, never going to be done and be like, yep, okay, I'm zero waste. I done my part. That is not what this is about. It's teaching the next generation, teaching all my friends, all my community to follow along and take small, small steps. Every step counts. I love that. And, uh, and again, um, I, I may have pointed it out in the beginning, but you do have a new book out as well. And it's a guidebook for families about how to go zero waste. And you have recipes in there as well. And uh, Bella, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, what, what else is it like? You, so you have two brothers, younger brothers as well. Um, and again, all raised in this zero waste family. What is it like, um, you know, as being a mentor to your younger brothers? Um, and how do you teach them what you know? Personally, um, I don't feel like they appreciate when I try to teach them <laughs> a lot. That's and typical. They're not very keen to learn from me. They would much rather learn from mom or dad. But um, I mean, I try if, if they actually put something in um, <laughs> the wrong recycling or trash bin, I'll be like, hey, that goes in the recycling and maybe I'll get an eye roll, but they'll do it. So <laughs> At least, at least they learn over time. That's so, and that is so typical, isn't it? <laughs> ah, the joy of families. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have to take a quick break, but there's so much great information here. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, what else is in your book uh, and, and, you know, just again, teaching others to go zero waste. Stay with us. We'll be right. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. 
the first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Welcome back to the Mother's Market podcast. And we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for podcast and listen to past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview. We're talking with Frederica and Isabella Siren from the Zero Waste family. And we're learning so much about how you and your family can go zero waste and especially during this insanely crazy time in our world. We've talked about climate change and we'll continue to talk about that. But we're also going through, uh, in Southern California, water shortage. Uh, we're also, we're all, you know, trying to save money. So let, let me ask you first of all about um, how you can save water by gardening. And, and this is something that's right in your, your ace and hole here, uh, Frederica. I would love to you, for you to talk about that. Yeah, so living here in California, obviously, we should be a little bit more water-wise. And I, it's it's been funny because the, the whole 15 years we lived here in San Diego, it's been so many times where the water levels have been low and suddenly we have to say water. Uh, I think we should just make this into a permanent thing. Everyone should be water-wise no matter where you live. Um, so we do obviously grow uh, 70 to 80% of our own food. And people question me all the time. Do I not feel bad about that because of the water crisis? And at first I find it a little funny because people assume mm -hmm. that their vegetables was not grown with water, uh, but they are. But there are so many ways you can be water-wise, uh, no matter if you grow uh, plants or if you grow um, vegetables or flowers. Uh, I mean, the first thing is that you want to add as much compost as possible. You can never add too much compost to your plants and your garden. I mean, everyone knows that's a good fertilizer, but what people don't know, it also helps reduce the water use of the plant by 50%. That's huge. So just adding compost. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't produce your own compost, you can obviously buy compost. Just make sure it's healthy compost. It doesn't have chemicals in it, obviously. The second thing is, is actually to use uh, mulch. Lots and lots of mulch will actually protect the, the soil. And we want to protect the soil from getting too hot and dry out and kill the plant. And that's uh, so mulch can also reduce uh, the water use by 50%. And when I'm talking about mulch, yeah, you can go buy mulch. It doesn't cost a whole lot of things, but you can also actually just use leaves that's on your street. Or for me, I use grass clippings from my neighbors who I know hasn't mm. sprayed and just cover the plants. It's amazing. That will add nutrition. It will also reduce the water use and it's, um, you know, zero waste. And so um, while we're talking about composting, because that is something that we're all learning to do as well here in Southern California, um, Isabella, how it, that, is this normal for you? Is this composting? What would you say to your friends that are asking you about composting? Um, well, some of my friends are a little confused what composting is. So I kind of have to explain what it is. But honestly, once they understand what it is, they're all on board with it because they're like, well, it's helping a plant. So, I mean it's kind of normal for me. I've always had a compost. I can't even remember not having a compost. So, and so, uh, and I like that you want to make it easy for your friends too, and just say, it's really not as hard as you think it is. And I think that's what you all do. Your whole family does that for all of us that think, oh, this is so difficult. You're just really kind of making it a step-by-step -step process. It's also in your book that you talk about composting. You talk about 
being water wise. You uh, have been talking about that for a long time. Talk about saving money um, with the foods, your recipes, eating out of your garden. What would you say about that? Well, so you can actually, you can really save a lot of money if you start to look over your eating habits and how you store food. So the thing is that an average uh, family of five or four, I think it is, actually throws away about one third of the food that goes into the waste. That's throwing money into the trash. And we waste it because we forget about leftovers. We don't store our fruit and vegetables the right way. Uh, or we buy food when we already have a lot of food. So there are just simple tricks is to make sure that A, you store all the food the proper way. And for me, it's like, I will not buy more food until we have, I'll be like literally out. Um, I also like leftovers have become like a big thing for us. We really try to utilize them as much as possible. So we have a leftover day, which is Sunday. We might have a lot mm-hmm. of different kinds of things. It might be a couple of beans, some lasagna, and it's not enough for five people, but I will put it out. It's like, who wants this? Who wants this? And then we will eat it up with some salad. And I also think that bulk shopping or farm and market shopping is a great way to reduce. People think uh, that farmer's market is more expensive. That's not the case because you're eating food that hasn't traveled far. Uh, and it's usually not packaged because when we buy packaged food, the packaging costs money. So we pay for that. So if you buy things that are not packaged, you will save a lot of money. It's amazing. I think that bulk food, I would say spices is one of the biggest surprises. They mark those up something like 45% when you buy them in in the jars instead of if you buy them um, in bulk. And that's such a great point too. Uh, You bring your own bags when you go to your farmer's market that are, you know, you just reusable bags. Uh, And and people really don't think about that, about how everything is marked up because of the packaging. So just starting with that little point right there, Frederica, that's that's great. Uh, And I love that you kind of make that a family affair too, uh, going to the farmer's markets and, and teaching your family what you, how do you buy in bulk? um, And then, really transferring that, if you can talk about that into your kitchen, what does that look like when we were to open your cabinets? What, you don't see boxes of cereal, right? What, do you, what does that look like? You will see a lot and lots of mason jars and glass jars because that, that is how I shop. I will just take the glass jars. It doesn't matter if, the, if they are like some food still in them, I would take them down to my local uh, people's co-op, which is an ocean's beach for me. And they will pre-weigh my jars and put like the weight on them. And then I will just fill them up. And then when I come to pay for them, they just subtract whatever uh, the weight was in them. And then I will just pay for uh, what's in it. So that's the good thing also about the co-op or like places that do bulk is that when you bring your own jars, they weigh them first before you put anything in them, they weigh them first and then they put the weight on it. So when you put the food in, they deduct the weight of the jar. So you're not paying for your own jar. Yeah. Perfect. That's great. And that's a really good point. If you haven't been to a co-op, you're starting to see a lot of them, aren't you? Isn't there, there's a, there have been a few that have just opened up one of them in the North Park area here in, in San Diego, but they're literally up in LA and in, in Orange County, um, these co-op stores, uh, which I don't know what you can say about that, but just like what you mentioned, Isabella, um, they're taking the weight off of what you're bringing in and only charging you for what you're, what you're getting. Yeah, the zero waste stores are popping up all over the world. And it is so exciting because when I started this journey 15 years ago, there were no like zero waste concept or movement and there was surely no stores. So we have seen a lot of that. So you can almost 
like in most cities, you can find a store where you can buy things in bulk, but you can also go to these zero waste stores and find lotion and shampoos and soap and cleaning supplies and toothbrushes. You're like, anything can be bought zero waste. And it actually will save you a lot of money. And then you bring your own containers, they will fill it up and the same concept with the food. And for me, this is really, really exciting. You're more of them I see, you're better this is going to be for all of us. Yeah, but the also word- zero waste stores are, there's so much more frequent now. Cause I remember back in like, I think 2015, we traveled to Denmark and we saw a zero waste store there or like trying to be a zero waste store. And it was like the biggest thing. We're like, oh my God, there's actually a store that's like zero waste. This doesn't exist anywhere. And now it's like, you can, there's one in every city. Which is great. Look at that. You again are ahead of the game and you saw it in Europe first before now it's starting to really flourish here in the United States. That's progress. And I love that. Tell me a little bit, uh, Isabella, when you, you're talking about containers, bringing, um, like, if you go to a restaurant, if your family's out, I always remember your dad talking about the crayons when you were younger that, um, and then, and also just, you know, we call them doggy bags, but you don't, you don't have doggy bags. You bring your containers. Is that right? Yeah. Um, whenever we're like picking up food to go, we ask if we can come a little bit earlier and bring our own containers. And I would say 99% of the time they're very happy and they're just like, sure. Yeah, totally. Just if you come earlier mm-hmm. and give us the containers, they'll be willing to put the food in there for you. Well, it helps if you tip them really well and be very, very nice. But we have, <laughs> we have the same restaurants that we go to and they the thing is it actually helps the restaurant owners too because it cuts costs for them so usually if you just start the conversation and be kind and again tip them really nice they will do anything you want i love it tell me a little bit about growing up um isabella with with crayons or crafts or things to do while you're in the restaurants and and how you probably would say no to the ones that they offer you and say i got my own yeah i remember that we were in this one restaurant when I was younger and they gave us the crayons and then my dad didn't notice, but they put them down the table and then he handed them to the waiter and we're like, Hey, can you take these back? And she's like, well, if we take them back, we're going to throw them away. And my dad was like, they're unopened. And she's like, we're going to throw them away. So what happened was that every time we went to a restaurant and we either had to use the crayons or they were just going to throw them away, we started taking those home. And then I think about a year after we had started taking all those crayons home, we melted them down to make our own crayons. And that was like, really fun. It was a fun craft and it was made use of all the crayons as well. Do you find that you, um, now because you have been brought up in the zero waste family, but look how you find you're educating people on a daily basis, no matter if you're at a restaurant, if you're at your friend's house, at school, how do you, does it feel like it's changing? Um, and you're the one educating now, Isabella? I mean, I've, I don't feel like I'm educating, but a lot of people say I do. So I guess I do educate people a lot. That's great. And again, this has been a vision of your families. Um, so I, I just love it. It's gone for full circle. Uh, talk a little bit about, you know, even we go to Starbucks or we go, you know, get, getting coffee, making your own coffee, having those containers. Um, I'm just trying to think of, you know, for we all get into it. It's just wants to be convenient. Well, you can make it convenient and still help. Talk about that. Yeah, I have to say, I like a couple of years ago, I wrote a post or an article that's called the, the inconvenience of the convenience of plastic. And the thing is that the convenience that uh, life that we have created is actually killing the planet. And there's no nicer way to say that. 
And so the thing is, that I, I used to be also a person who needed my uh, $7 latte every morning from Starbucks and, uh, and my lunch from whatever restaurant. The fact is that today we brew our own coffee for the fraction of that. That was like one of the main saving points that we did when we started to save our money was like, okay, we don't need to go to Starbucks for coffee. We can actually make really good coffee. Now, I also train my husband to be an amazing barista. He's great, uh, by the way. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> is. Great coffee. So we just, we just have a habit of bringing our own coffee with us. And as I think as Swedes, Sweden, Swedish people are like habits to always have a thermos and bring it down to the beach or to the forest and bring your own food and even all the different uh, common places like museums and areas for kids and libraries will have an area, a little kitchen area where your families can go and heat up their food, clean out their mm. things and sit down at nice tables and eat because it is set up for a society where you bring your own food. Yeah, in the museums or anything that like in museums, they'll have like a little microwave and like stuff like that. And like a whole like dining room that you can just come bring your own food. You don't have to pay. You're not not allowed to bring your own food. You're allowed to bring your food. And it's just a normal thing. Like here, I feel like if they had one of those, people would kind of look at you while you're sitting in there. <laughs> but there, in Sweden, it's just a normal thing. Which I love. And talk a little bit just because we're talking about that tradition. Explain what Thika is. <laughs> oh, Vika. So Swedes that take their coffee very, very serious. So uh, they would take a coffee break, which is called Fika. Uh, so if you're at work at about 1030, uh, everyone will stop and they will uh, meet in the little break room and you will have coffee together and sometimes includes a little goodies like a little cookie or something, but not always. And then at three o'clock, you will have coffee. But coffee is a huge thing. So uh, Fika is when you like uh, take a break from life or from work, sit down and actually meet with other people and talk and drink your coffee and enjoy 50 minutes of a little bit of socialization. Never met a Swede who doesn't like coffee. <laughs> I just love the whole concept of that community of, uh, you know, people just, and it, enjoying coffee with their containers and just really taking that little break. So that's the Swedish Fika. I love it. I learned about that firsthand. Uh, so I want to ask you also about this individual. The action alone may not solve climate change. We talk about climate change, but how do you make children feel like they're doing something? Um, again, onto teaching them the next generation. Yeah, I think that the, the biggest mistake uh, people do is to believe that someone else will save the, the planet and that individual action has no bearing at all and won't make it solve this i like individual action alone will not solve the climate crisis we're in but it will make a huge difference i have seen it firsthand because 15 years ago when i began this people looked at me like i was crazy when we moved in here to san diego in 2015 and started growing things and didn't have a trash can people were a little bit you know a little bit skeptical and very curious but what i have seen is this individual action that we take makes ripple effects. Our neighbors are not growing food. They are not using plastic. People in Bella School, the kids, they are curious. They, they borrow our zero waste birthday kit. So individual action will actually help the kids feel better about it. They will give them something to do, give them a little bit more power. We need to empower our children to feel like they that all hope is not lost. 
because there isn't. There is plenty of hope we can turn this around. So everyone who makes a, a conscious decision to reduce their own waste will affect someone else who is around them. And they will then make that, uh, that change too. And then you will see this ripple effects of lots of people making changes. And if you imagine how, how many people are on this planet, if everyone will join in and just reduce like, you know, getting a uh, Starbucks to go, that's a huge difference. And I love that. You're right. It is going to be a huge ripple effect. You always say, Frederica, and it's in your new book as well, is turn your fears into action. And that's what you're talking about doing is, is really teaching them and taking the fear out of that, aren't you? Yes, because a couple of like at on Earth Day, actually, me and James were up at Bella's High School and we were talking to all the kids. And we asked them how, like how many of them are fearful of the future or are afraid of because of climate change and 90% of them raise their hands. And we then asked them, how many of you feel like the, the adults are not doing enough? And all of them agreed. They do not feel like adults are doing enough. Can you imagine how scary climate change must be for a kid to think that this is their future and that they might not be a planet for them to live on or healthy air to breathe? So how do we change this around? Well, we want to change that fear into an action. We want to show them what can they do? Give them the dialogue give them a voice. This is what Greta Thunberg, for, for example, who is another sweet, Swedish teenage activist, she has done it really well. She went out there and spoke to the world leaders. She gave the kids a voice and showed the kids, your voice matters. And this is what we keep on doing. We got to tell our kids, you can do this. I'm with you. I'm behind you. I will fight. I will protest. I will make the changes along with you. I love that. And I was going to ask you about the uh, Greta as well. So uh, that is, and she is from Sweden and Bella, I, uh, you must want to meet her someday. I, I would imagine as you are here in the United States, making such a big difference. Yeah, I would love to meet her. She actually does uh, her Fridays for the future right outside the Swedish parliament house every Friday. Oh. So, and anyone oh. who ever wants to come protest, you are welcome to join her. So maybe this summer while we're in Sweden, we might do that, but um she, she kind of like laid the foundation for all the children's saying like, you have a voice and you should use it. That's so great. And again, you're, it's, you're all about the future. It's here and it's, it's you and it's here. Thank you so much. I could talk to you guys all day long. I know you have a plane to catch pretty soon as you are going off to Sweden for your FICA and uh, more educating and a little bit of relaxation in there as well. Uh, thanks so much for your time, some great advice. And we really are looking forward to having you on again when you come back from Sweden. You can always find out more of, about the Zero Waste Family on the website, zerowastefamily.com. And also check out the new book. And it's doing great on Amazon. So maybe purchase that book as well. Thanks so much, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. Why not shop online and let mothers have your order ready for you when you get to the store? Go online to mothersmarket.com and place your order today. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.